0: are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in psychology or consumer behavior or marketing, then this is the episode for you because my next guest is using her major in forensic psychology to better connect brands With consumers. But before I introduce you to Kenda McDonald, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays, giving you a sneak peek. Inside the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org the number coffee.org and the sign up box is right there on the home page. Now my Freudian fans and Frappuccino lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage. Because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Kenda McDonald, the founder and CEO of automation ninjas with an academic background in forensic psychology and an affinity for statistics and behaviorally intelligent automation, Kenda has been living and breathing the marketing and sales software known as Infusionsoft for almost seven years and has spent over 16,500 hours learning new ways to automate what some people think is impossible. She's a self-described true nerd who spends most of her waking hours helping businesses understand behavior in order to produce more effective automated marketing. She's also the author of the book, Hack the Buyer Brain, a revolutionary approach to sales marketing and creating a profitable customer journey. By the way, if you want to learn more about how Kenda built her career in the field of automated marketing and how she started her own company right around the time she was going to be graduating from university back in 2014, check out the show notes for this episode to see if Kenda's main t for c episode has already dropped. Kenda, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated on your South African tea and ready to go? Yes, yes, I am definitely caffeinated. (laughs) Wonderful. We should also let our listeners know that even though you're South African by birth, you're joining us today from the UK.
1: That's correct. Right from just outside Bath in the UK.
0: Oh, wonderful. So how far is that outside of London?
1: It's about three hours. So, definitely not as far as any of the distances in the US, but quite far for the British people. It's about three hours sort of west,
0: sort of southwest of London. Well, I'm guessing they celebrate high tea. Oh, yes. In your part of the <laughs> country as well. And we're right around, we're getting close to that time, aren't we? Definitely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, listen, cheers to you. And let's dive right into our 10 espresso shops with the first question being, Kenda, what entry level jobs are available to young people who want to break into your field? And we are calling it marketing automation.
1: Yeah, so there are quite a few sort of junior level marketing automation specialists, those sorts of things. But those are the ones I generally tend to ignore because the way that I actually broke into the industry was through a virtual assistant and personal assistant admin role. And the more that I get to know the industry, the more that I come across talent, the more this talent is breaking in through these virtual assistant roles and it's a great starting position you don't need to have a huge amount of skill sets to do a virtual assistant or a personal assistant role at all and you'll be able to work your way up really quickly in a company and there's also internships and all those very very standard things but those are the roles that i generally say people should have a look at is the more admin
0: related roles Fantastic. And I should also ask you, Kenda, just without assuming that our listeners know what marketing automation is, could you just lay out for us very quickly what's included in that field?
1: Yeah, sure. So marketing, the way we see it, is everything that you do to get and keep a customer. And it's really hard, especially sort of 2019 forward. It's really hard now to do that manually. You can't do it efficiently and effectively manually. And consumers really want to be interacting online. So marketing automation is everything, every tool, every piece of software that you leverage to help you automate the process and do it in a more efficient and effective way, but also in the way that consumers want to interact with that business. So marketing automation is a really big umbrella term, but it's mostly around creating systems that can help you get and keep customers on autopilot for the most part.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thank you. So picking up on your point around it's a great way if you work as a virtual assistant to build skills Mm. that would be useful in the field of marketing automation. What Mm. for you, Kenda, is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire and that you think would be useful for someone to have applying for, let's say, a virtual assistant job?
1: So a great skill is definitely a thirst for knowledge. I think that's the most important one. I feel like a lot of skills and specifically how to do something can be trained in, but the desire of a thirst for knowledge and wanting to get stuff done is something that is just inbuilt into a person. That is a very natural skill set that people have. It's not something we can train for. But in terms of things that you are trained for, sort of creative data analysis is becoming more and more important. There's loads of stuff that you can learn how to do if you have this thirst for knowledge and then a get stuff done attitude. But anybody who's looking at data and is interested in data, particularly in Google Analytics, particularly if you're looking at how conversion rates are performing, that kind of stuff, and you can creatively interpret that, that's a really, really handy skill. And that's something that every business really needs, particularly in the marketing automation space. So if you've got real desire for learning how to do things and you really like getting stuff done, you like combining those two things together, you're going to go really far. But in particular, if you're interested in data and you can creatively have a look at that data and figure out what's going on with that data, then you're going to fit in really well within marketing automation.
0: Wonderful. Now, I'm going to ask you a bit of a follow up here because you are so young and were in school so recently. Did (laughs) you get that training, Kenda, in college? And if so, what class did you take? Or did you learn this through some online course that you took?
1: Mm. So, part of that skill set I did learn in university. I learned in studying forensic psychology, a big part of that is statistics. So, statistical analysis, there were two different levels. You have the basic and the more advanced one. I took both. I do enjoy statistics, and that has helped me interpret data in a way that Most companies can't, so it gives me a definite competitive edge. But on top of that, I have done several additional courses to keep that knowledge up. Those courses are particularly in conversion rate optimization, so coming into marketing, doing some real conversion rate optimization. And then from the psychology element, it was all the statistical
0: analysis courses that I did in university. So the conversion rate optimization learning that you did, was that an online platform that you used? And if so, which one?
1: Yeah, it was Conversion ConversionXL, and that's an online platform. They have loads of different bite-sized courses that you can get. I believe they are based either in the US or in Canada, but they're certainly a North American-ish company, and they have some fabulous courses on conversion rate optimization, and I've done several through them.
0: Terrific. We'll include a link to that in our show notes. So, Kenda, what kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for someone who wants to build a career, maybe in the early days, maybe for the rest of their life in marketing automation.
1: Mm. I think it's not in just surviving stress I think surviving stress is a really (laughs) important one But it's doing things at the same time as studying So it's a weird thing that I've noticed That definitely the people that succeed in this Are the people that have paid their way through university So people who are able to juggle several different things at the same time But there's something that that life experience of doing something At the same time as doing university Gives people There's an edge that people have They realize that it's not a 9 to 5 thing This is a life choice that you're making It's that edge that I see takes people really far. And it's a weird life experience, isn't it? But if you're the kind of person who is going through university, but you've also done a job on the side, that can be a really tough part to be in. And it'll give you two things. It'll teach you how to deal with stress, but it'll also make sure that you're capable of juggling things in an ever-changing landscape. You'll have the hard work and that hard graft done. So that's something that I really like to look out for.
0: That sounds to me, Kenda, like another way of saying you've got grit. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay. I think that is a fantastic life experience to have, to be honest with you, no matter what career you go into. But I'm so glad to hear that that is something that, because I'm sure for many young people who are in the midst in the trenches right now, trying to juggle schoolwork with the job that's helping to pay the bills. Mm. It may seem like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And what good is this doing me other than helping me get through the other side? But the truth is you are honing skills that are Mm. going to serve you well for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, to me, looking back at it when I was going through that, I thought to myself that I was really jealous of the students who could afford whose parents could afford to put them through and they just got to study. They didn't have to do a job at the same time. But looking back, what I learned how to do in terms of time management, in terms of responsibility, are skill sets that I will never lose. And that was really sort of crafted into me while I was going through that time period. So it might feel like you're struggling right now, but that's going to give you a skill set that other people just won't have.
0: Oh, Thank you so much for making that point, Kenda. So is someone's major a deciding factor to get into marketing automation? And I suppose I should say, what do you think they should study? And if they haven't, is that a deal breaker?
1: It's not a deal breaker for me at all. It's definitely not a deal breaker for me. Um, I tend to look much more for natural aptitudes when I'm hiring. What is someone naturally good at? But is something that will give you a leg up over, over other people is not necessarily a marketing qualification. It's not necessarily because, you know, marketing changes so quickly, so rapidly. It's much more something that's a little bit more hands on like data analysis. Something that is a little bit more statistical is definitely a help. But... It's not a deal breaker for me. I think that the bigger thing is it's the fact that you've actually studied because you've learned something through that process. You've learned how to learn and that's a bigger skill set than the actual degree that you have.
0: Terrific. Now, I know you studied forensic psychology. Is that (laughs) something you would recommend to our young listeners if they're saying, gee, I think I would like to pursue a career in marketing automation?
1: tell you the one thing that forensic psychology really gave me was an understanding of how humans work and in marketing that's invaluable to be able to say that I understand people and I understand why people do what they do or I have the skill set to unravel that that is invaluable and so I would say it's a fascinating degree to study and it allows you to either work in the either the prison system or the judicial system but it also allows you to be really good at marketing because you understand how humans work to a degree that most people don't. So if you're going to go for it, go for it.
0: Yeah. Wonderful advice. Now, the next question has to do with a graduate degree, and Mm. it's tied less to the need to get a graduate degree to break into your field. But what about to succeed in your field? And I'm going to sort of, I guess, answer the question for you, because here you are as a young woman who's still in her 20s, who started her own company. (laughs) I don't know, Kenda, if you see it as something you would like to get eventually or you would need to get eventually. I don't know what your ambitions are beyond automation ninja conquering the world, whatever that may be. (laughs) But what do you think about the utility of a graduate school degree?
1: I'd love to go back and do it. A hundred percent. I'd love to go back and finish everything off. In fact, I'd love to go back and get my PhD. I know that having had a little bit more life experience now that I'd go back and study something ever so slightly different to what I was originally going to study. In terms of succeeding in the field, I don't think it's a necessity at all. I think what it does really show on a CV is that you can really apply yourself. Because the thing at the end of the day that you learn from studying is how to study. And so if you've gone through that process, you've not only committed to something for X amount of years, But you've also gone through the process of really getting in-depth and making sure you understand how to study and how to learn. So that's where I think the success comes in from graduate degrees. It is something I'd like to go back and do, but it's not a priority right now because I've got a lot of other things that I need to do when you're running a company.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. But you've already shown that you've got grit, Kenda. And I'm guessing that if you were to decide at some point that you wanted to get that degree, you'd be able to do it.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'd make the time to get it done.
0: Yeah. So Kenda, what is the best part for you of being in marketing automation?
1: I definitely say it's the businesses and the people behind the businesses because you get to know the ins and outs of loads of different industries, industries you never normally get into. And that's really exciting, being able to go through people's data, learning about new niches and areas and even like relatively small changes in a niche, seeing how different businesses are in between those changes. And I love seeing businesses blossom. I think that's probably another thing, but it's really seeing how the success of a few marketing campaigns really impacts another human's life. The human running that company or how that company changes as a result is really exciting for me.
0: Fantastic. So we know even running your own company, there are going to be aspects that suck. So what is the part for you, Kenda, of your current job as the head of Automation Ninja that sucks the most?
1: I think it's convincing business owners to do what's best for them. (laughs) So I think entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs for a reason. They generally don't play well with others. And most entrepreneurs are unemployable completely. (laughs) You never be able to employ them into a normal job role. And that is perfect for running a business because I work directly with most of the business owners. So that's a great skill set for running a business, but it's really hard to work with sometimes. so keeping a business owner on track, you're stopping them from you know going after all the different shiny things and to do the thing that's best for them that they know that they need to do but don't want to do that's the
0: thing that that does not give me joy <laughs> That's a very diplomatic way of putting it <laughs> So Kenda, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten?
1: Don't do that probably <laughs> or, or you can't do that. <laughs> I got given the piece of advice you can't you can't finish writing your book right now and that sure has helped made sure that I finished writing the book at that point in time. So anytime I get told that I can't do something I get very determined to do it. But a more practical piece of advice is that everything takes twice as long as you think it will take. That is so true and it is so true, unbelievably true and painful a painful lesson to learn
0: that everything does take a very long time. So does that mean that you think it's a good idea for all of us to have more patience? Yes,
1: more patience and plan for it. If you if you are very careful and you think okay, I'm going to start doing this new blogging series it takes a little while for blogging to kind of get up and running i'm going to give it five months double it just give yourself 10 months because otherwise you set realistic goals and expectations of yourself and then you'll only be disappointed but you give it twice the time and you've given that patience and you've given that consistency and suddenly it starts to pay off so everything takes that little bit longer have the patience and stick with it
0: Terrific. So, Kenda, we're down to our final two espresso shots. (laughs) What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows or books do you think accurately depict your profession?
1: So we've got two movies here. Um, We've got Wolf of Wall Street and Mad Men. And this is coming out from an advertising and sales perspective. And the reason I've chosen these two is because they accurately depict how other people see the profession, but not how the profession actually is. So if you want a really good movie to watch that is going to be the opposite of what you'll end up doing, you can watch either one of those two. So it's not what the industry is like anymore, but it's what consumers think your industry is like. So when I say to people I'm in marketing, they immediately think I'm like some wolf of Wall Street crazy person. And that's really hard to come up against. And if you have that harsh reality of that's what people think we are like, it's not anything at all what we're like. But that's what people think we're like. You'll come in with the right attitude of proving that that's not what you're like. It's not a direct answer, but those are the two things that I like to say to people. You know, Wolf of Wall Street. You know, Mad Men. Well, go watch those. You'll realize very quickly that's what people think we do, but it's not at all what we do. You come at it from the perspective of being able to go, okay, I get where you're coming from. This is what real life is actually like.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. We will include (laughs) those in show notes as what it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Very roundabout answer. Fair enough. No. And I think that's a very creative answer because I'm sure, I mean, just thinking about how quickly this industry is changing, it would be very hard to find a movie considering how long it often takes to make movies that would be accurately reflecting where your industry is today.
1: I think it's just a shame because you get so many young entrepreneurs come into marketing and marketing automation, thinking that's what the industry's like. and then being really excited for all of that, and it's not what it's like at all. So if you're prepared that you're going to have to come across that and you're going to have to show people that you are doing it for the best reason and they're going to think that you're just fleecing them for money, then at least you'll come in with a thick skin already
0: <laughs> absolutely. So final espresso shot. What would our Java junkies? be surprised to learn about marketing automation, Kenda?
1: <laughs> um, two things. One, we track way more than you think we track. <laughs> so when you're accepting those terms and conditions, we're, we're tracking a lot of information. This is good and it's bad. It's good because that allows us to help consumers better. But at the same time, it's bad because most businesses don't actually use their data. So they're very invasively track data without realizing they're doing it. And the other thing is that When you come into the marketing profession, you'll come across lots of marketing gurus who really look like they know what they're doing. And I can guarantee that they don't know what they're doing. I've worked with a lot of them and they have no clue what they're doing. People in marketing can really sell that they're doing something the right way, whether or not they know it's the right way. So you're going to have a lot of data being tracked and you're going to have a lot of people not actually knowing what they're doing. So just stick to your own lane. There's a lot of posturing going on and a lot of inflated results and you know we're we're pushing back against that especially as consumers as well so just stick to your own lane keep your head down and actually utilize the data that you're tracking. But yeah, our profession's a bit odd in that way.
0: <laughs> so I have to ask you, Kenda, for our young listeners who may be out in the job market now, maybe about to get into the job market, how can they pick the right company to work mm-hmm. for in order to learn from people who actually know what they're doing?
1: I'd say if you come across a company that has like a, I do some research on the person who owns the company or the person who is the front person for that company. If there's a lot of like, standing in front of a really pretty car <laughs> or a helicopter or any of these ridiculous things, just run a mile because they're using that to make themselves look successful. The companies that are doing things properly will generally have loads of data on their sites. They'll be talking about statistics. They'll be talking about that kind of stuff. They're not going to be using the imagery of an expensive car to get people to buy their products and services. So if you can find a company that really, really not only talks the talk, but walks the walk as well. Do a little bit of research, see if you can find that. But if you see people standing in front of cars or showing off their flashy gold watches and any of that research, just run away. Um.
0: (laughs) Great (laughs) advice, Kenda. Kenda is the author of the book, Hack the Buyer Brain, a revolutionary approach to sales, marketing, and creating a profitable, profitable, customer journey. Kenda, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. You are such an incredible young woman, and you have so much to share with our young listeners about your own journey. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you